It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello, welcome to the Panacea Concept. So today, before I start off the show, uh, I want to announce that at the end of the week on Friday, I'm going to be taking advantage of the new Spotify slash Anchor uh, feature where you can add music to a podcast. Um, so it's going to be just for a first attempt to see how things go. Um, the episode 78 will be uh, re-released with music at the end. I was, I was thinking, I was like, why not? Um, I like music. Uh, the thing to note is that if you are not a, a Spotify premium member, I believe it's called premium, they always have these different names for um, uh, being the upper upper tier level. But a uh, premium Spotify member, then if you are not, you will not be able to hear the full song. It's only available on Spotify which means I will not be doing just plain exclusive episodes um, on Spotify that, um, I mean, for the foreseeable future. I, I may just do uh, me talking about particular songs I really like and, um, and discussing lyrics. I mean, that sounds like a fun idea, but it would be extra on top of the four times a week show that I do here. <clears throat> so, um, so I just wanted to announce that. I thought that was a cool feature to have. Um, if it's, uh, if you don't have the, uh, premium account, so you, you would get to listen to the sample of the, of the track, which I think is interesting because if you, if you do Spotify, if you listen to Spotify, uh, they just play ads and then you can listen to music. So I don't know why that's not a, um, an option, uh, right now, but it, it is, it is relatively new. So maybe, maybe it will be in the future where everyone gets to listen to the episode as long as they see an ad, but then there comes an issue with uh, sharing the profits from the ad to the person who created the podcast. So I, I see, I see an issue uh, with that. That's probably why they don't do that. Um, anyway, so today's episode is uh, comes from a cool article from the Epic Times. So I've talked about the Epic Times before. They're a really good newspaper. I, I like them, um, they, especially their health section, where they actually mention. A lot of the, uh, I mean, some of the, they, they have some of the perspective um, that comes with um, uh, from having an integrative approach where you just don't have a, a vested interest in keeping things exactly the same and ignoring new information and actually updating as science updates. So um, in this case, they are talking about a, uh, in, well, I mean, they always have these different names, but uh, basically you've, you've probably heard me say something along these lines, but they have a name for it. So uh, this article is from the Epic Times. It's titled Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome. So, um, I mean, what a name. Uh, it's, uh, and it was a possible cause for many illnesses. That's the full title. Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome, a possible cause for many illnesses. Anyway, so it's very interesting uh, to see mainstream medicine slowly catch up to what people in the integrative field know and um, and would you know just kind of seems obvious but um, you know not not to say like I'm looking down on 
mainstream. Well, I am looking down on mainstream medicine, to be honest. It's uh, it's caused too many deaths. Uh, it's the third leading cause of death in the country, uh, in the U.S., If depending on where you're listening to this. Um, it may be the third or second um, cause of death in your country. Who knows? Um, and and that's depends on how they count it as well. It may be you know, depending how, on how you want to blame mainstream medicine, it may be number one. Uh, you know, it's, it's, if we don't address things properly and we perpetuate sickness, then, you know, numbers most likely are going to be higher. So, um, the article starts off by talking about a little backstory on SIRS. Uh, I'll just call it SIRS. That's C-I-R-S. Thousands of Americans every year suffer from a disease impacting their everyday function, bouncing from doctor to doctor without giving, get, being given a clear diagnosis. It's very interesting, the, the story they have. The diagnosis, so important. Um, it, it's, in, in my viewpoint, it isn't. A diagnosis isn't very important. What's important is actually figuring out what's going on and not just trying to match a name to symptoms. And that's going to be important when I talk about the ending of this article. Um, yeah, so I, I won't spoil my ending. Um, so um, yeah, so it, it's something that's hard for them to diagnose and pinpoint because um, because it's a wide ranging of symptoms. So, so what, what happens, what, what can cause SIRS is um, they have linked it to any form of, of biotoxin or toxin that uh, a person can get exposed to. And through time, this small toxin can move through different cells in the body. This is how they put it, moving through cells, like it's um, a small little gremlin uh, attacking different organs in your body and different tissues in your body. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it's a small gremlin. Uh, it's, it's unclear from this article, but um, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. But um, uh, that's my sense of humor. Okay. According to those who work with SIRS patients, biotoxins can be uh, can produce a variety of symptoms: brain fog, fatigue, digestive issues, chronic pain, um, as well as as other issues. I'm sure. Uh, so they kind of compare it to Lyme. Uh, they compare it to uh, you know, the, the symptoms. It could even be sinus infections. Um, it's it's a, it's basically it's a I mean it's an inflammatory response. So I think that's where they confuse things. An inflammatory response you can get inflammation absolutely anywhere. And so when um, when you don't have that fundamental knowledge that you know, that inflammation can imp- be implicated in just about all disease, actually. Uh, then, and then, if you have any anything that causes inflammation, what what takes over and the path it takes is really up to the person's genetics, their environment, their their lifestyle, and so it can be this huge, wide range of of symptoms. That's that should be kind of obvious, but uh, that's not the the take. That that's not the the route or the foundation that um, mainstream medicine is built on, and uh, you know, again, great for emergencies, uh, but for long term, uh, for long term care, for um, for individualized, uh, specific uh, approach, uh, individualized uh, to each person, then I would say no, it's not the best. 
it is not the best by far because they spend very little time per person because of the enormous workload that um, the system places per doctor. I mean, imagine seeing, I don't know, 100, 100 people a day. That, that's in, what, 10, 12 hours? You're not going to be able to spend enough time per person, one. Uh, two, these people are going to be super fatigued mentally, but they're going to be fatigued. Three, it's going to be more of a paint-by-numbers approach because of the uh, qu uh, quantity over quality uh, that, that needs to take place in order for you to see so many people in, in one day. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's awful. It's definitely not a system that's working, which is why it is the third. I mean, this is by BMJ. What does that stand for? BMJ Journal. Uh, I forgot what, uh, what publication that was. But it's a well-respected mainstream journal. Uh, maybe I'll just type that in now. BMJ. Yes, here it is. It comes up already and automatically... BMJ. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Hmm. Why don't they say what BMJ stands for? Anyway, uh, you can go to bmj.com to see uh, where that article comes from. They even have a podcast. Interesting. Anyways, uh, let's move on with the show. So, uh, chronic inflammatory issue. Um, it can even be misdiagnosed because, again, diagnoses are so important as uh, it can be misdiagnosed as fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, stress allergies, and depression. So, you know, that's, that's again, because of the paint-by-numbers approach, they're not going to find it because of they're, they're matching symptoms with names. And then when they, when they match the symptom with the name, they have their treatment protocol. They don't treat people individually because there's no time for that. If they treat people individually, they would go over the basic questions like uh, going over uh, what uh, IgG um, food sensitivities they have, they would go over even doing like a mold test, you know, analyzing blood to see if you have specific toxins that are uh, causing inflammatory reactions. I mean, I can't, I, I don't do the, the blood test or anything like that. But, you know, if I, if I was a mainstream doctor and the system was actually uh, geared for helping people, uh, that still takes more time than uh, just going straight to, um, these tests, I mean, because you, 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 you have to, you have to listen to people. There's just too many variables. I'll just put it that way. There's way too many variables to not take a good hour with a practitioner per person, a good hour, hour and a half is even better. But, um, anyway, so, uh, so these people go treated because of, because they're matching symptoms with, with, uh, with names they're treated incorrectly which this article i don't think goes over um yeah it doesn't go over so biotoxins uh, let's see the article continues talking about you know what this biotoxin or different biotoxins what does that mean how do you get exposed to it um and where does it go so it says it moves from cell to cell it gets into the fat fat cells as well or nervous tissue and um which from my perspective 
when you have poor detoxification in the body, your liver isn't going to be able to excrete the toxin out in a, in a water-soluble fashion. So it's not going to be able to put the toxin or, or change the toxin so that you can um, pee it out or sweat it out or um, any, any one of those more preferable methods than just storing it in the body in a fat cell that's called phase one fat cell storage from the liver, uh, toxin fat cell storage from the liver, phase, phase one. Uh, liver detoxification. Phase two would be excreting the uh, toxin harmlessly through the sweat and urine and, and through uh, defecating, of course, as well. I mean, mm, mm, yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll go with that. Any, anywhere it goes out. I mean, we'll, we'll just keep it that way. Um, so diagnosis is uh, complex due to general nature of complaints and, and also the 10-15 minutes they spend on pe with, with, with people. So um, the neurotoxic effect, long-standing, yeah, it's going to take a very long time Yeah, because you're not supporting the body, you're not identifying the issue, you're not taking the issue out. So if, if for example, I'm not sure if I mentioned this yet, but an article does talk about mold exposure. People are not aware they're being exposed to mold for, you know, can be exposed to mold for a very long time. Even um, even depending on like the food you eat as well, the, the food could be housed in a warehouse for a long time and have mold spores on them. And they have a, that has an effect on you. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's serious, it's subtle, and, uh, and you can continue re-exposing yourself to the toxin over and over and over again throughout for years and and uh i mean at first when things develop like this you get used to it you get used to it because you you think okay well that's weird i have like i have a little bit of um let's say mucus i have a little bit of mucus in the morning uh but that's okay i just you know cough it up and uh move on with my day something as subtle as that is is a clue and um when uh you just I mean, it's just—it's very normal to just kind of gloss over that as as a symptom, as something to look into, because that's—I mean, we're not, we don't know, we don't know what we don't know, and doctors are, are human, and they don't know what they don't know. So, uh, I mean, it's—I was just writing something today, I believe, is for my uh, course uh, that that doctors are <laughs> medical doctors are human, and they don't learn absolutely everything that there is to learn about health. That is very, very impossible for a human to do. There are so many different uh, avenues and, and specialties and um, you know, when it comes to health and, and for a person to spend that much time on that, uh, they would honestly never help anyone. They would never get out of, never get out of um, medical, <laughs> medical school. You know, it would just be you know, a lifetime of learning. And, uh, and yeah, so there are humans, so you, you need, uh, you need a practitioner or however you want to phrase it. You need so someone who's trained in that specific area where you need that help. It's just the way it is. It's uh, same thing with, with business. You know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't just like, uh, if you want to get better at real estate or yeah, if you want to get better at real estate, for example, you wouldn't start studying books on, on the stock market, right? I mean, it's a different field. You wouldn't say, hey, how come this guy from the stock market doesn't know anything about real estate? It's a different field. So same thing with health is 
this the the pharmacology trained the uh, practitioner doesn't know about natural medicine. Well, yes, because they're not trained in natural medicine. Just like I don't know about pharmacology. It's very similar. It's uh, where I choose to spend my time and focus and where I think I can do the most good. So it is suspected by many practitioners who treat SIRS patients that it may be even caused or implicated in audio, auto, um, uh, sorry, autism spectrum disorder, uh, Alzheimer's dementia, and autoimmune diseases. Well, if they knew the mechanisms of the body, absolutely these things can be, a biotoxin can be implicated in that because it's on a very fundamental level. If you're being exposed to something and it's causing inflammation or chronic inflammation and inflammation itself can, is implicated in pretty much all disease, then absolutely that makes perfect sense. I don't know. It, it's, it's the scientific method that they choose to use when it comes to mainstream medicine that makes it, uh, like 80 I want to say 80%, 50% useless. I'll say 50% useless. Uh, mainstream science, mainstream medicine, the way they approach things is with a lack of fundamental understanding because they've chosen to throw out everything uh, from the natural health community that's been learned for thousands of years. And so they have to relearn these things through a very flawed method of, of approach. So they have to basically, everything is false until proven by by a faulty method to be true. So in that case, yeah, they have a lot of catching up to do, and this is why uh, leaky gut is only recently um, has only recently been adopted. This is why they're just finding out about biotoxins effect can can be just wide ranging when it comes to inflammatory or what is it chronic chronic inflammatory. Um, when it comes to chronic inflammatory responses in, in the body. And, and yeah, I mean, this is, I'm so, I'm absolutely fortunate that I was able to find the certifications that, that I uh, have. And, and just, it's just such a great foundation for me to build the rest of my, my um, education on than, than what these people went, <laughs> went through. No offense. I mean, there, some, some um, integrative health practitioners are also ma mainstream doctors, and um, I believe at least one of them is giving up her license to just do I uh, integrative health practitioner type of practice instead, and that's uh, that's because of legal issues. So if I haven't uh, told you about that before, uh, mainstream medicine, if you have a if you have a um, license, you have to do certain things. There's no there's no you updating your approach due to more information. You actually have to go by whatever the protocols are and because it's legally you have to. So you actually, even if you know the protocols are wrong, you have to do it the wrong way unless you want your license to be taken away and potentially you may be sued. So, um, oh, look at this. All right, all the way at the bottom of the article, I should have uh, I should have read the the little uh, part at the end where where it's thanking the people who contributed to the article. Guess why this article is is uh, more foundational and under and actually understands something that should be um, that that should have been understood decades ago. It's because 
one of the doctors is a functional medicine uh, functional medicine and medical academy of pediatric and special needs. So he's trained in functional medicine. It's two people, one, two, and integrative. Look at that, one, two, three, three, at least three practitioners who helped come up with this article uh, is trained in functional medicine. Look at that. Uh, I, I, that's funny. Uh, I should have read that at the end or read that first, but uh, I thought this article was super interesting. Uh, what you, at the end, which is weird, it doesn't mention that anywhere in the article, but at the end it says California plans to independently review the coronavirus vaccine regardless of FDA approval. So I find that very interesting because I don't think they say anything about the the coronavirus or vaccine in the article. But um, let me link that for you, uh, why why maybe, why potentially they did put that little caption at the bottom. It is because a biotoxin is such a wide-ranging, what is it called, hashbat? It's a conglomeration of a name. So a biotoxin could be many different things. And, um, and a vaccine could contain something that could be called a biotoxin uh, in it. So what's interesting is that the whole article is talking about chronic inflammatory uh, response syndrome and talking about biotoxins. And then at the end, they're talking about vaccines. So technically, uh, a vaccine could lead to a, a SIRS or SIRS, yeah, a chronic inflammatory response syndrome uh, type symptoms, which again, wide ranging inflammatory systemic reaction. And when you have these vaccines, which if you've listened to any of my episodes, you know how, how I didn't, I, like I, I was on the other side of this. Uh, I, I didn't question vaccines until this whole debacle, uh, lockdown situation took place. And it just, you know, you, you obviously there's something wrong. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Obviously, there's something wrong when it co- when it comes to vaccines um, and the whole mainstream medicine so- uh, society and politics and all these things being interconnected. So, um, yeah. So, the, I mean, this a vaccine, and and I've gotten I don't know how many vaccines. I know I've gotten less vaccines than people born after 1992 because I was born in 88. So, uh, so, uh, I've gotten less, less vaccines, but, um, potentially if things go uh, in this kind of inflammatory, uh, response type of direction, uh, then every vaccine you get should be studied for decades to see if a vaccine has a uh, systemic chronic inflammatory response in the patient in the uh, guinea pig in, in the case of the new vaccine uh, it should be it needs to be studied for decades because it's immune it is a uh, what do they call it they call it a immuno uh, well we'll just say it trains your immune system it train it's supposed to train your immune system so you would want your, I mean, you have your immune system for your whole life. So to be, to do a proper safety trial, you would honestly have to monitor, strictly monitor 
uh, whoever takes a vaccine for the pretty much the remainder of their life and, and have a great sample size. But they, uh, they, if you don't know this, they actually don't. They don't do uh, proper safety trials for I don't know how many vaccines, but the majority of them are not actually safe. They don't do safety trials on them. They do small samples and they don't actually test it with a placebo which sounds insane. It sounds like I'm spouting a conspiracy theory, right? Uh, it can't, can't possibly be true. But uh, look into it, and uh, you will find that, yes, they, they do very small sample sizes. They do it for a very short time. I'm talking some uh, safety uh, trials, some um, after vaccine being administered, uh, they only monitor the person for sometimes two weeks. Isn't that insane? 14 days? That is, that, uh, it's insane. Anyway, uh, so this uh, this episode actually isn't on vaccines, but at the end of the article, it talks about it. So there you go. So that's chronic inflammatory response syndrome. This is, this is honestly can be helped through lifestyle modifications, through doing functional medicine testing, through um, educating yourself and empowering yourself to understand what's in your environment at home, in the workplace, uh, in your food, all these things. And, and, and through do doing that, you can easily reduce your chronic inflammatory um, reactions to, uh, to anything. So uh, so I hope this has been helpful. Uh, enjoy this uh, weekend. I believe this is the last episode of the week. And uh, let me know if you if you have Spotify and, uh, and you like listening to music at the end of my episodes. I'll, I might just do one one a week just for fun. All right, have a great day. See you next time. And oh yeah, and go out and vote for someone who you actually feel is uh, trustworthy and uh, didn't drop out of an election in 1988 due to just chronic lying. Uh, it's chronic lying response syndrome. Uh, so don't vote for any clears, C-L-R-S. No clears, please. And um, yeah, do your research uh, on your local government, all those things. Get out there and vote. Let's make this country better uh, through education and through dialogue. Bye.